It's time for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on ESPN 1400. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region and hear from the coaches and players involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories. Now, let's get to the game and join your host, Scott Nason. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the game on ESPN 1400. You can also hear our show online at thegamesportshow.com and thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As the man said, my name is Scott Nason, broadcasting from our studios here at ESPN at 1400. Will we be with you until 8 o'clock tonight? We have a very busy show, and we already have our first guest here in studio, host of Coach's Corner, which you can hear on 1230 WSO on Saturday mornings. Hopefully that show will be back on here in a couple weeks. Dave Watson joining us on the game. Dave, thanks for coming in, and uh, welcome back to the game. Well, good. Uh, good. I was going to say good morning and uh, good evening, and it's been a while. Uh, might be a little rust on me because I, I think the last uh, time I was on the air was the weekend of Thanksgiving, uh, our last coach's corner. I knew uh, things were shutting down, so uh, we went dark here for a while. But as he said, hopefully we'll be back in a, a few weeks and uh, New Year, and hopefully a New Year br- brings some normalcy here to the table. Absolutely, and uh, we'll get into the local sports here at the bottom of the hour, Dave. But I wanted to devote a good portion of this first hour, two hour off, co-worker and colleague John Bell. Uh, Most of our listeners have probably heard by now, but uh, Johnny passed away over the weekend. And, you know, Dave, I wanted to bring you in because, you know, I never worked too much with John, but anybody that grew up in this area that loves radio like you and I certainly grew up with John in a way or or two. Uh, John Bell, came to town in 1986 and has been part of local radio for over 30 years. And so I just wanted to spend some time just reminiscing because I think that's how Johnny would have wanted it. He would want us to laugh and talk and maybe even, um, you know, make fun of some of the things that he said or did. But, you know, just when the news hit over the weekend, certainly uh, sadness, uh, you know, for our station and just for a lot of the people that knew John, uh, just uh, your overall thoughts today. Well, I'll be honest, it was uh, the biggest loss I've had since my parents passed away. You know, for my adult life, as you know, he was my mentor. Right. I mean, I wouldn't be here talking to you or elevated to be able to be the voice of Sioux High Sports. Mark San Angelo never would have called me um, to uh, take over when they when WSOO was able to get the Blue Devil rights. And that never would have happened if it wasn't for John. Because, you know, Johnny took me at a young age. I got back from college in Cleveland, and uh, I was an intern for him. And we didn't get along that well at times. And I was like, this clown, I don't (laughs) And, oh, David. And I, I was like, well, I don't know. And at first I didn't uh, reach out to him, but uh, through an acquaintance got us uh, together. And then I, he ended up uh, hiring me. And I, he made me work up through the ranks the tough way, running boards all the time, doing all the grunt work. And then one day, you know, I was bugging him and bugging him. He's like, oh, okay, here, go do a game. I did a, a girls' varsity basketball game. Sue High, I forget who they were playing. Larry Mousley was coaching. Oh, wow. It was one of those really good uh, yeah. teams. It was the year uh, before they went undefeated. So Alice Ducing's junior year. Here I am with the, a cheap RCA, you know, Radio Shack, with <laughs> Mickey Mouse mi- microphone. And called the game. 
And it took him a couple months, and he was driving somewhere and listened to it. Oh, I'll give you a chance. And then it went from there, and then Paul Stabile moved away, and I became the basketball voice at that point for Sue High. But, uh, you know, he he was a mentor. He was my boss for eight years and a co-worker after that here at uh, Sovereign Communications. And uh, then we became really good friends. He was like an older brother to me. He stood up at my wedding. And uh, because Mike Spooler, my best friend, couldn't make it uh, up here, it was a one of the courthouse uh, deals. And uh, I thought, well, there's no one better than to have John. He he was as it was said yesterday. There was a lot of great tributes on social media. Mark had a really nice. Mark San Angelo had a really nice, touching uh, a note from uh, WSOO on the WSOO Facebook page. Scott Cook had a really uh, nice. Uh, uh, thought as well on there and uh, a real uh, touching uh, tribute to him. Uh, Lisa Schulte, who uh, my former partner, it recanted the story of uh, uh, me going to John saying, hey, let's give this 17-year-old kid a chance to call games uh, as an analyst. Oh, all right, David. And he was on board with it. He uh, worked with her. And that's the kind of guy he was. I mean, he could be stubborn. I mean, he could tick you off sometimes <laughs> where you maybe wanted to slug him. But I'll tell you what, there is nobody that was if you had him in your corner you're you're doing good because there was nobody more loyal than him he had a great heart and and just his passion for radio i mean he built this radio right station. i mean th this station back in the day this was i would say uh, scotty and I, I think you would agree uh, one of the best talk stations in the state I mean, you could put it anywhere because he built it, and I was proud of it, and I was kind of his right hand, and it was Talk Radio 1400, and we had Rush on, and one-on-one -on -one sports, and, and he took pride in it, and I did too, and and I, you know what, those years of me being his right hand, those are some of the more fun years we had. We had Lou Turco and a weekend club. We were clicking, and it was because of him, but uh, one, without a doubt, one of the best radio guys, the best radio guy I've been around, best interviewer. I wish I could interview like him. I mean, he he had he, what a wordsmith. And to, and the the biggest thing I come away with and I always thought this before he came to town and this is no this is no disrespect or nothing to anybody here that was prior as far as in broadcasting. He is the first one I can think of that came to town and wasn't afraid to speak his mind and hit on tough subjects. It's always difficult to do for some people. You know, there was times he was wrong about his opinion. There was times he was right. But you know what? You had to tip your cap that he would hit on it. And he would hit on it, and, and he'd get people listening. And there was people I remember, oh, that John Bell. I can't listen to Oh, that John, I can't stand him. And it's like, did you hear what he said the other day? It's like, wait a minute. I thought you said you didn't like him. You were listening? <laughs> That's he right. He got him listening. He'd get him listening. He got him But, you know, he he really he was a, a great friend and a, just a great mentor and uh, and comical. I mean, how many times that you would, you know, be in a building – and whether it was Scott Cook, Mike Spooler, myself, Paul Van Wagener, and, you know, Paul, I mean, Paul wouldn't be where he is. And I think Junior would be the first one to admit if it wasn't for Johnny giving him a chance. And I thought of Paul yesterday because, you know, he, where Paul is now, and Paul's done a really good job to elevate his career in uh, Virginia. And you know what? At the beginnings, it was Johnny that lifted him up like he did me. And there are so many others that has, that has done. But I remember walking the halls, and whether it was Junior or a Spools or Scotty or me, got a Johnny story <laughs> and it was normally comical yeah. and some for air, some for not air, but, and he was as comical as you get in that laugh. I mean, that infectious, oh, it sounded like an alarm going off. <laughs> and he, but uh, he really was uh, just a, a true gentleman and, and people, you know, there, there was times either 
you know, I could see where, you know, some people didn't like him or whatever. But I'll tell you what, if he was in your corner, there was no one better to have in your corner. Yeah, my John Bell stories are a little more recent uh, doing the Sue Eagles broadcast now on ESPN 1400. Uh, I know the last time I spoke to John at the benefit we had there a fall ago, uh, he was very happy that I was in this position moving over and he went to bat for me. He was always uh, very supportive of me and my kids uh, when I would come up to the press box and we became friends. And, you know, you look at all the games and the, the teams that he covered. And obviously he did the majority of his broadcasting with hockey, uh, doing Sioux Indians broadcast, and then the NHL when they had some really good teams and players that went into the NHL, and then doing Sioux Eagles. He also did Lake State basketball. He did some hockey. He was just an all-around uh, a great broadcaster. And just when you got to know him, like you said, Dave, if if you had him in your corner, I think that's a great way to to put it. You know, he, he would go to bat for you, and, you know, he – he did have a very big heart. Yes, he did rub some people the wrong way with uh, some of his viewpoints, but there's you, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And you knew where he stood. There, there was no surprises or, you know, he, he wore his opinions uh, on his sleeve, so to speak. And and certainly, you know, having over 30 years of radio. And like you said, you know, I, I remember I was a very young kid when uh, Talk Radio 1400 started. I remember listening to his morning show. And I mean, you, you were just waiting for what he was going to say because it it always was very, you know, it was very memorable. I I remember his shifts on WSOO, uh, you know, towards the end of his career, I would wait for the songs to get done just so I could hear what Johnny says, because he would always have something to say. And he just did it in a very unique way. And, you know, you say this about a lot of people, but I think in this case, it's very true. He was one of a kind. Oh, he, he was. He he was, uh, you know, one of a kind. And, you know, some people might, you know, disagree with this. But I was driving in and thinking of this too, Scotty. A local icon, you think about it. Absolutely. You say the name John Bell, everybody knew what we were talking everybody about. Everybody in this there's, town. There's just a few people, I think, in local radio and, uh, and broadcasting in uh, – in both Sioux, that you could, you know, throw that name out there. Obviously, more in Sioux, Ontario, but John Bell, I think uh, Scott Cook, Tim Ellis, you know, but it's a select few. But Johnny's right at the top of the list. And I'd, I'd say, you know, local icon. And, you know, you, you say his WSOO show towards the end. I would time it for yeah. when I'm going to cut my grass because it, <laughs> it takes me two hours to cut my grass. I got a big play. yard. I do. I, it's Comerica Park. And, um, I would time it for three o'clock for when he would come on, and, and that would he would uh, you know the song would end oh and he would start and and you know there was a few times I'd fall right off the lawnmower I'm ready to laugh because that's you know that's what he brought to the table he also he got you thinking I I think he was a very intelligent man um, like I said he was a very good wordsmith but he gets you thinking about things too it's like you know he, his thought process sometimes it was out there and sometimes he'd really you know bring you to thinking about something and he could hit on all kinds of different subjects I mean it was amazing that it was not just sports but you, you bring up all the games he's done you and I have have uh, broadcast in some interesting places. I think Johnny beats us. Some of the, I think so. Yeah. Some of the, some of the uh, 
podunk, uh, you know, places he's been to. I think me, even Trump's you and I, and you and I have uh, been into some interesting places, but all over the country. I mean, with the Sioux Indians, I, I remember back in the day, he put the Sioux Hawks on the air. Nobody Sioux Hawks, that's right. Triple A bitch yep. of hockey. He did those games. He, I think he was the first one, and it got WSOO going about it. Sioux High Hockey, if you recall, I know this sounds crazy, wasn't on the air yeah. back in the 80s. And Johnny put it on the air. Next thing you know, here comes WSOO because, you know, all of a sudden 1400 was, you know, making them do it. And and Johnny did uh, was the voice of Sioux High Hockey for many years, uh, doing every game. Coming up after our break, I'm going to be playing the last interview I had with John Bell. This was back in 2018, his final broadcast for the Sioux Eagles. I had a chance to interview him on Hockey TV, and and he's going to talk about some of his broadcasting memories. And one of the things that stuck out to me, Dave, when I found the interview and, and, and listened to it was talking about all the miles that he logged on the bus. He estimated around 600,000 miles. And, you know, especially when he was doing the Sioux Indians games. I mean, they, they traveled down to Texas. They traveled to Illinois to, you know, Ohio, Missouri. And that's a lot of uh, time on the bus. And there's probably some stories we can't repeat on the air about uh, John on the bus and some other things. Those are always my favorite John Bell stories. Those are classics. (laughs) And and it's amazing. He, he lived past those days because those boys, Joey, Sean, big daddy, Corbier, and, uh, uh, countless others, uh, Bubba Boucher, uh, even uh, Mike Boucher, uh, Boo was uh, on the bus for a few a few times as well in the early days of the Sioux Indians. They tormented him. They tormented the <laughs> heck out of him. Uh, how he survived that, I don't know. But hey, he, you know what? He took it a good stride, and he he uh, always looked finally. He said his best broadcasting memories. He always told me this and told a lot of people this. He probably shared it with you. His best sports broadcasting memories was those years of the Sioux Indians. We're going to take a break. When Dave and I come back, we're going to talk more about John Bell and the legacy that he left here in local radio. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. If you're looking for friendly, competent, caring insurance service for your home, auto, business, or farm in the eastern Upper Peninsula, see the folks at Don Wilson Insurance at 110 Dawson Street in the Sioux today. Don Wilson Insurance has worked with Fremont Insurance of Michigan for the past 20 years, and Fremont's been providing the finest coverage in the state of Michigan since 1876. For competitive rates on all your insurables, see the friendly staff at Don Wilson Insurance and Fremont, serving the EUP since 1999. Don Wilson Insurance and Fremont, big fans of Lake Superior State University and the Lakers. Looking for a good pre-owned car, SUV, or truck to get you through the coming winter? See the great selection of used vehicles on the lot now at Sioux Motors. More than 25 SUVs and 20 or more cars and trucks are available for the huge year-end savings program. Lots of escapes priced to sell, Explorers, Edges, F-150s, and there are nine sedans on the lot. If you want new wheels this winter, see the sales staff at Sioux Motors today. Sioux Motors on Three Mile across from Walmart in the Michigan Sioux. Hi, this is Scott from Parker Ace Hardware. At Ace, we make painting a simple pleasure. Ask one of our friendly, knowledgeable Ace associates about our Ace Royal Paint, a high-quality paint at a price you'll love. You'll find Ace Royal Paint starting at an everyday low price of just $19.99 a gallon. It's another reason why, from a simple start to a fabulous finish, Parker Ace can help make your next painting project perfect. Parker Ace, the helpful place. Stop by Parker Ace Hardware. We're looking forward to serving you real soon. Stop by Parker Ace Hardware at 819 Ashman, downtown Sioux, Michigan. I support our community, so I shop locally and work with other area businesses whenever I can. 
My credit union does too, so I became a member there. My credit union offers online bill pay, mobile banking, and e-statements. I get first-name friendly service along with faster, smarter banking. That's an unbeatable combination. Sue Co-op Credit Union, your credit union, federally insured by NCUA. Visit us online at suecoop.com. Just because another mandate has come down from Lansing doesn't mean you still can't enjoy your favorite food and drinks from Sioux Brewing Company. Open every day, offering carryout. During the present mandate, we're offering $2 off growler fills. So treat yourself to a Laker Gold, Maggie's Irish Red, or 13 IPA. Now on the corner of Ashman Street and Portage Avenue, your town, your beer, Sioux Brewing Company. Since 1916, a lot of independent agents have recommended auto owner's insurance. And a lot of parents have taken that recommendation to heart. So have a lot of their children, and grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. As we celebrate our first 100 years, auto owner's insurance thanks all those who have put their trust in us. And all the generations who will. Visit Madigan Pingator Insurance Services today on Water Street in Sioux, Michigan, or at MadiganPingator.com. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Mason with you. We'll be joined by Dave Watson once again here in a few minutes. But I wanted to play as we are remembering our coworker and good friend Johnny Bell, who passed away over the weekend, a local legend in radio. I had a chance to interview John my one and only time uh, being on the air with John Bell. This was in the 2018 season for the Sioux Eagles. It was Johnny's last game broadcasting Sioux Eagles here on ESPN 1400. And I had a chance to interview John while I was doing the broadcast on hockey TV. And so I thought it would be a good opportunity to get his voice on the air one more time. Here's my interview almost two years ago with John Bell. Oh, these are nice. They are. Joining us here during the intermission on hockey TV is John Bell. He is the longtime broadcaster of many sports teams here Whoa. in Sault Ste. Marie, including the Sioux Eagles. He does the games locally for ESPN 1400. And John, this is my first time interviewing you and uh, a very unique experience, but this is your final broadcast for the Sioux Eagles and sports here in the area. And as somebody that has grown up with you, I was a young man listening to some of your games. Well, doing now a you're lot an of old things. man. Is that the deal? <laughs> exactly. I am an old man. Doing some of your games. Uh, I want to thank you for really bringing me some great memories, bringing AM radio to Sault Ste. Marie with uh, 1400 when you came in and, you know, listening to a lot of different broadcasts that you have done. You've, uh, you were one of the people, believe it or not, that got me interested in doing this sort of thing. And so I want to thank you for that, but I want, I'm talking too long here, John. I want to give you the floor. No, you go ahead. You're yeah. doing fine. I, 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 I just, I'm just posing for the camera. You're, you're just loving this here, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but John, uh, first of all, before we get to you, uh, thoughts on this game so far, uh, Eagles one, nothing lead Thunderbirds came on in that second period, but the Eagles still holding their ground, you know, McPhail, that one save he made was tremendous. It saved the game. I didn't know about the goal they waved off. I didn't see if it went in or not. It was not. close. It was, it was close. close. I didn't see it in. But. And, and the other end, too. But um, I, I thought the second period, the Eagles just were not as sharp as they were in the first. But I expect they're going to come out in the third and, and play their best. And 
The Thunderbirds, they're not going to be any pushovers. No. They've been the gold standard in this league for a long, long time. And uh, and I knew this would be a good game, and it's nice to see a really good crowd in here, you know, like a hockey night and Friday night. That's right. And uh, and I'm enjoying doing it. I've been, I haven't really waxed sentimental during my broadcast. I had a couple of Wyattas. <laughs> I would well, expect nothing I, less. I thought there were a couple calls missing sure. offside right there that could have cost us a goal. Yeah, I thought that was offside as well. It was. Yep. It, even Jake Saxon pointing at yeah. the line. We had a know. good view right below us. Yeah, and I did. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying doing it, but uh, I have tried to figure out how many games I did. Back when the Sioux Indians existed in the North American Hockey League, I did all their games for 10 years, most all the road games, too. I rode the bus. I figured out uh, after it was all over that I had about 450,000 miles on oh my. my rear end. <laughs> and uh, Frequent flyer miles. Oh, yeah, <laughs> rider miles. <laughs> yeah. Mostly with Bubba at the wheel, and... Uh, and he was my roomie because he uh, he had a, one of those uh, CPAP machines. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I snored. <laughs> and I took my hearing aids out. I couldn't hear a CPAP. He couldn't hear me. So they well, a good combination. I enjoyed it. There are really, Scott, a lot of memories. And I'm sure that I'll think back on some of them and a lot of people I've met. And uh, a lot of good times and some really disappointing games, uh, thrilling games, exciting ones. But... Uh, yeah, I've, I've done a lot of hockey, mostly hockey, but I've done college basketball, sure. high school, boys and girls, high school hockey. We even did for quite a while AAA midget hockey yeah. there with the Sioux Hawks. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, I did a Sioux Ontario game of the week. So I've done a lot. I've seen a lot. And I'm just kind of wearing out health-wise. And my vision is bad, but you know, being here a broadcaster yourself, how easy it is to see here. The sidelines are so good. You've got to lean over a little bit in the corners, but it's really a great vantage point. And uh, and I've done a lot of games here. And I'm going to miss. Now, I told people I haven't completely closed the door, but I'm heading towards becoming a part-timer, retiring to part-time. And I'll give it them till now, tonight, till the start of the next season, if we carry the Eagles. To find another broadcaster to do the game. And if they can't find one, I have offered in an emergency case and certain stipulations maybe to do a couple games. But realistically, I'm planning on this one being uh, my last game. And and it's a good game. And uh, and I'm really excited. I'm going to make you the senior broadcaster. Uh, you're right. Yeah. Well, Larry actually has two more years than me. You and you've done games with Larry. And I and that was going to lead me to my next question here, John. Uh, you know, Larry Posman's been doing Eagles broadcasts since the Eagles were the Eagles, and 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 he's a fun guy to do a broadcast with. You had a chance to, and he he, he knows his stuff, and he throws his opinions out there. And you know, as a guy like you and I, you, you got to appreciate that. Oh, I would never offer an opinion. <laughs> Opinion. <laughs> no, yeah, no. But, uh, you know, again, just a lot of memories, a lot of pucks. Uh, there's certain aspects of this I won't miss. Uh, people don't understand that actually the easy part of the game for me, maybe you, is just doing the game. Yes, the it's, prep work. It's the setup and the yep. pre-work. You're much more a tech guy than I am, and you have more uh, sources that you've created on your own to get all kinds of information, and I, I admire that. And uh, and I'm kind of old world. I'm like a, an analog man in a digital world. <laughs> and uh, so, and I've even done some past hockey. I, I, I joined the 
the Eagles, when they were in the NOJHL during mid-playoffs, I think against Rayside Belfort, if I remember. They were Sudbury at the time. But yeah, I remember that yeah, series. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and then the Eagles ended up going to the... Uh, uh, Dudley Hunts- Hewitt. Yeah, the Dudley Hewitt in Huntsville, Ontario. And I went with... And I, I'm asking anybody out there, is there a broadcaster who has ever done back-to-back, night-night, quadruple overtime right. games? I have never even seen it. No. And it, was, and it wasn't really hard to do because I was into it. It was such a fun time. And uh, the, the Eagles were members of the NRA. Then they joined the NAHL. Right. And they had that tremendous team the first year, but were horribly upset by the team out in uh, New York. James uh, Jamestown, I believe. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yep. I remember going there. I remember leaving here with the snow up to our waist <laughs> and getting to Jamestown and the buds out on the trees. Yeah. And 70 degrees and finding out that that's a home of Lucille Ball. See, there's <laughs> wow. lots of really fun stories along the way, many of which we can't tell. <laughs> I've heard some well, of those. We had a rule kind of like when I rode with the Indians. What happens on the bus stays on the bus. But there are some great stories there. And I've often thought about writing a book about life on the road and doing that, but I don't know if it'd have enough interest with junior hockey. You'd, you'd have at least one interest And I wouldn't here, want John. to expose some people. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> Including myself. Get, get a non-disclosure agreement. Those yeah, are in the yeah. news these days. Final so, question for you, John. I know you got to get back to the yep. radio side, but if you had to pick one broadcast, one memory as far as uh, that game that you called that was the most memorable, if you could narrow it down to one, do you have it? It might be a Sioux Indians game in a national tournament against Lincoln, the Lincoln Stars. We had a three-goal lead going into the third, and they just kept whistling us with penalty after penalty. They tied it up on a fluke play with two seconds to go. They shot it in. It rebounded off the board. Bobby Reverman couldn't cover it. It came right out to a guy, bang, and they tied it. I was like, oh. And then I just knew they'd win it in overtime, and they did. And it was so heartbreaking. It was just, oh, I wanted to cry. <laughs> I can't that do that was, in the air. It was, and funny that a memorable game being a loss, as far as wins go, Chuck Fabry scoring a, a winning goal over Danville, a team he used to be with, yeah. to get the, the Indians in to the national tournament, which he hosted. And, uh, and that was a fun time, too. With the Eagles, I'd say those two four-overtime games yeah. were pretty exciting. Oh, absolutely. But there have been some good ones. I'll tell you what, the best series I ever saw was when the Eagles played Kalamazoo in Kalamazoo about a month before the season ended. They were two of the most intense, back-and-forth, punches type. They were just great junior hockey games. It was hard to get guys back in the days with depth played and those guys. Oh, yeah. And Robbie they, Payne is doing great things at the, Northern. The, weren't there two Paynes? Yeah, Travis, the other one, yeah. Yeah, yep. and uh, boy, those those are exciting. There are a lot of great ones, but those are ones that kind of come to the fore. That's John Bell, ladies and gentlemen. Thank Before you. you go, John, uh, Eagles owner Ron Lavin wanted me to pass on best wishes. He thanks you for your time. Thank and, you, uh, Mr. Always, Lavin. Yep, he always had I've a always good thing to say. always enjoyed talking to him, and, uh, and I'm glad he has a team here in town, and I'm really glad they're doing well, and let's hope they win tonight. Absolutely. John, thanks for joining us. Thank and you, uh, something tells me you're going to be up here. You're going you're gonna to be up here sometime soon. Yeah, I'll come up and pay you a visit. <laughs> Very good. Thanks, John. Thank you, Scott. All right. That is John Bell as uh, we are remembering his legacy and local radio. Continue to be joined here in studio by Dave Watson. And, Dave, that's the third time I've listened to that interview, and it just it was really nice to just hear his voice again and certainly his humor 
and unique style of broadcasting. You you could um, go on for hours listening yeah. to him. I mean, I, I had him on Coach's Corner a few times, and <clears throat> he uh, is. I'd have a, you know, like you. I think you do the same thing, Scotty. Is I have it, you know, as far as templated of sure. how I want the show to go. Type up uh, interview questions and that one. Johnny came on, throw that over, <laughs> yeah. let him go because that's that's what he's gonna do. But uh, no, he he has uh, just uh, he had a uh, plethora of. Uh, information as far as stories and that from all his uh, times doing games and i remember the first time i filled in for him uh for the sioux indians and a young broadcaster and oh david i can't go to cleveland this weekend <laughs> you're gonna room with bubba mm. now he he does have a cpap it, it, and it does make some noise but uh you might want to bring some earplugs mm. and then he's going on and and this and that and the other and then uh so I get on the bus and I'm real quiet. I, I kind of knew Joe Sean, uh, didn't really know Rick uh, Corby or much, uh, and of course all the other guys uh, with the team. And then uh, Jack Cotlett, if you remember that name, uh, oh, yeah. who was equipment manager. And so we get going, and something they're starting to ask me questions about Johnny. And maybe we got the bus gets near Gaylord, and I couldn't take it anymore, and I pop into a oh. Mmm, Joey, Coach Sean, are you going to be late for the interview tonight? Mmm. And then it took off from there, and they were dying, and every day they would request Johnny, you know, impressions. And I get home after the uh, after uh, the trip, and I remember my dad saying to me, you know, they're going to say something to Johnny. And so then the next week I'm driving around or whatever. Uh, I, I wasn't uh, running the board on that particular night, uh, and I was uh, – you know, driving around or happened to be in the car. Indians are in uh, Springfield, I think, one of Johnny's favorite places. Oh, yeah, I go, love oh, going the there. The Springfield Junior Blues, mm, the Nelson set. <laughs> and uh, he goes, oh, Indians lead 3-1 here in the second in Springfield. Mm. Oh, uh, David, if Dave Watson's listening back home, I heard about the trip. <laughs> And I heard uh, something about you mocking me. We'll talk about that when I get home. Mm. <laughs> and so, anyway, and, and we always had this joke back and forth because when Johnny would end a sentence, he would go, mm. And Scott Cook and I were the first ones, I think, that really picked up on it. So we'd always end it, mm. And he'd start it with, uh, and then end with, and so one time, I, I mm, and right in front of John, and Johnny goes, I don't go, mm. David, I don't do that. I said, oh, yeah, you do. I said no. <laughs> and so then he goes, I got to call the National Weather Service. So there, and he did it a couple times. I said, there it is. He goes, there what is? Why don't you leave me alone? And that was the comical yeah. part of Johnny. And, and uh, you know, so many laughs over that. But you think about it, too. You know, how much he loved the city of Sioux City. He did. He, he stayed here. You know, Jerry Noble had a really nice uh, tribute to him on uh, Facebook last night. And he said, I brought him to town in 1986. Yep. He never left. Yeah. And he did. He loved this town. He was, he was a great booster for the community. He always wanted to see it thrive. And, uh, you know, he never left. And he said, you know, if I ever went home, it would be back to Minnesota. He said, but this is my home. Remembering the life and times of Johnny Michael Bell, we will certainly miss him. And certainly he is not and won't be. Forgotten. We're going to take a break. We're going to keep Dave around for one more second as we have some local sports to talk about coming up next on the game here on ESPN 1400.
Elite Sports Center is geared up to help you make the most of winter fun. Shop their selection of boots, and why not make it a year for family snowshoe outings? Boots and tub snowshoes are now 20% off. Make sure to pick up your ice traction devices for those days when changing weather makes for slippery conditions. Spending your stimulus or expecting a tax refund? Let the Leeds Firearms Layaway Program help you make the most of it. Leeds Sports Center is open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 6 and Saturday from 10 to 4. Conveniently located on the I-75 Business Bird. Stop in to see Terry and the crew at Leeds and begin your winter adventure ventures. Is your furnace old? You could be dealing with a low-efficiency furnace costing you hundreds of dollars a year. The experts at Albert Heating and Cooling can help you with a new high-efficiency Bryant furnace. On sale now till the end of February. With your new furnace, you can buy an extended 10-year labor warranty for only $99. Start saving today with a new furnace and sleep soundly knowing you have no worries. Go online at albertheating.com or stop in at 3147 South M129, just south of Three Mile Road today. Bryant, Whatever it takes. Picture this. It's Monday afternoon and you're at Domino's buying a large three-topping pizza. You give the Domino's employee $7.99 plus tax, of course. Now, picture this. It's Friday and you're at Domino's buying a large three-topping pizza. You give the Domino's employee more than you paid Monday. You feel bamboozled. But then you hear this. Domino's extended its $7.99 large three-topping carryout deal to all day, every day. And so you danced and ate Domino's. Carry out only. You must ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, and charges may vary. What are the two things most teens should have besides a cell phone? A teen savings account and a teen checking account at Central Savings Bank. Your teen can learn how to save and budget their own money with one or both of these accounts. These accounts come with an ATM debit card with mobile wallet capabilities and access to things like internet banking and mobile banking, all with no monthly service charges. If you have a child 12 years of age or younger, they have accounts for them as well. Stop in any of their nine locations and ask about the CSB Savers Youth Savings Club accounts. Member FDIC. What's that? It's the noise Liam's Piggy Bank makes when he puts money in it. He has a CSB Savers Youth Savings Club account at Central Savings Bank. Oh, yeah? I don't have any accounts for either of my boys. Well, with this type of savings account, Liam gets prizes for deposits, entries for quarterly drawings, and much more. Plus, there are no monthly service charges. Member FDIC. Central Savings Bank. Ask what we can do for you. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by Dave Watson here, host of Coach's Corner on 1230 WSOL. Coming up here at 645, we'll talk Detroit sports with Butch Davis, and then at 7 o'clock, we'll have our roundtable. Well, Dave, uh, some games have been played across the state as far as finishing the fall season in high school sports, a a load of football games over the weekend. The Rudyard Bulldogs volleyball team will be playing tomorrow in their quarterfinal against Kearney Nadu. They're starting to get the schedules out for winter sports, which is expected to resume here in another week. I believe uh, if all things hold to form and there are no more restrictions, practices begin for the winter sports season next week with games to follow the following week. Certainly we're hopeful, Dave, but you know, so far, fingers crossed, so good. You know, and uh, to be honest with you, I'm getting antsy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I want to be out there broadcasting uh, some games and, and seeing the kids and, and uh, the coaches and, 
you know, my good pal Pat Bennett, you know, I want the, I want them to be able to get out there and and uh, myself and you and whoever else out there to broadcast these games. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, and like I told you off the air, Scott, it's uh, the the million dollar question is. Do they extend this order from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services that I believe ends on January 15th? Correct. If they extend it, I think it's game, set, match. I just don't see how you get a winter season in. Because uh, Sue High did uh, put a post on Facebook, a uh, looks like a tentative basketball schedule for JV and varsity, and they have, uh, the, I think, the freshman girls on there, and they're working on the freshman boys. I haven't seen a hockey schedule yet. But it's crammed right in. Their first uh, game uh, would be January 22nd after a week of practice. Yeah. And tryouts. A lot yeah. of these teams in, in Sioux High's case, with the Sioux High girls, they know who's going to be pretty much on the team. But, you know, these other ones, they got to, you know, be real quick about picking their team. January 22nd would be the start of the games. I I counted about 14 games um, each, and I think that uh, they they are looking at maybe adding a couple more. But all the way into early March, and then you go into the playoffs, and then you cram the playoffs all together. They don't stagger them. Yeah, they don't have time. Playoffs haven't moved. They're still yep. the set dates. And, and you're going to have the districts of girls and boys at the same time, but w- girls one night, boys the next, and they just keep on going. And they uh, are going to have to come up with a different venue uh, for uh, one of the semifinals and finals. And I think they're going to spread those out, too. And uh, basically, everything's up in the air until we uh, get some notification of uh, this order getting lifted. Because it's the same order for the winter sports, indoor sports, as it is for the restaurants, I believe. And if that gets lifted, then we can go. Other than that, then we're still in that holding pattern. But uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I want to see some youth sports getting going here. We do have uh, the college sports. Lake State basketball has started. Laker hockey's looking pretty good. Uh, and uh, I've, and I haven't listened uh, lately, but uh, what's going on with the, the Greyhounds? Are they still on? They're uh, still in a pause. Uh, both the NLJHL and OHL on a pause. They extended the lockdown in Ontario for a couple weeks. Uh, right now, the Ontario Hockey League has uh, set February as a possible start date. The NLJHL, they would need this two-week uh, extension of their lockdown order to expire. But, you know, you look at the OHL, Dave, and say they do start in sometime in February. I mean, what are you going to have, a 20-game season out of the Western Hockey League uh, in Western Canada? They've committed to a 26-game season, but they're going to come to a point possibly where they're just going to run out of time and just may have to say the heck with it all. Well, when I had talked to David Branch, the commissioner of the Ontario, Hockey League, they, the the uh, tentative plan was uh, for training camp to start last week, right? And then uh, they would start games in February. But now you can't start training camp. And once you get going, you're still going to need a training camp. And to your point, you're going to run out of time. Laker hockey over the weekend, sweeping Northern Michigan. Uh, the Lakers right now 6-1-3. and three. Uh, They haven't played a conference game yet. They will be playing some conference games here at home uh, against Bemidji State this weekend. You can hear those games over on our sister station, Yes FM. But, you know, for the Lakers, they've been very uh, fortunate, one, to be able to play all their games and, you know, 10 games, one loss. You got to like their start. They're looking really good. And uh, I understand their power play has been clicking. Yes. Really good. Ashton Calder has been on fire. 
Boy, I'll, t- I'll tell you, you go up to Marquette and get a sweep, and then the come from behind win on the second night. I mean, that's not often that the the Lakers have had success up in Marquette, and to be able to get points out of there and win both games. These are big games, I think, with Bemidji because Bemidji they struggled with a few weeks ago, if you recall, in those non-league games. I think they lost, and then uh, tied, they, yep. they tied the next night. So these are critical games here for the Lakers. If they could get uh, some success this weekend, that would really catapult them in a good position because the schedule is going to get tougher. Minnesota State, I think, comes up here towards the end of the month, and then they go to Bowling Green. Both those teams are in the top 10 in the country. Laker men's basketball got underway this weekend at the Bud Cooper Gymnasium, a split against Wayne State, rather losing on Friday, 87-76, to and then winning on Saturday. They will travel to Purdue Northwest next Friday and Saturday. The Laker women, uh, they weren't able to play until today. They fell earlier this afternoon. 75 to 52. They'll take on the Warriors tomorrow and they'll be in action at home this weekend against Purdue Northwest. That a Saturday Sunday game. You can hear those games right here on ESPN 1400 with David John. Uh, But again, they're out playing and that's a victory in itself yeah. these days. Well, that's just it. They're, they're out playing. Um, and, uh, it's, it's one of those things that you can't plan ahead because you're going to, they're going to continue testing and, uh, there's going to be times, uh, you were telling me the women are playing with just nine players, uh, today because you know, that's going to be a fluid situation like this has been from football at the high school level all the way through. And, uh, you just cross your fingers every game, but Hey, at least they're playing. And that gives us a little normalcy. You know, uh, Steve Hennega and Coach Lockett are probably elated just to be out there. Dave, uh, we're hoping to hear Coach's Corner coming up soon once the games resume. Uh, are you looking at a time uh, frame as far as possibly getting that back on the air? Well, my thought on it is uh, if they lift the order uh, and they, as far as uh, or amend it for high school sports to start, then uh, we'll start probably uh, that Saturday. It was January 22nd or whatever that is. And uh, I'll uh, talk to the station and we'll get it going in that area, at least th- that Saturday or the following Saturday. But we're just waiting like everybody else. And they lift the order. Coach's Corner will come back. And I would have continued doing it like you do, Scott. But, you know, that's just primarily a local show. Um, it, it was getting hard to get guests, to be yeah. honest. Even on still the phone. Is. Even yeah, on the is. phone. I know you're going through that. But uh, I'm looking at uh, here in a couple weeks, once they lift the order, then uh, either January 22nd, whatever that Saturday is, uh, we'll uh, get going. So hopefully uh, uh, local sports will be going. And then when that happens, then you'll be hearing my dulcet tones for Coach's Corner and hopefully Blue Devil Athletics. Dave, uh, I would be remiss to not mention how about those Cleveland Browns. Sorry about the Notre Dame thing being an Alabama t- uh, fan. I knew, but I knew it, that was going to happen. But how about those Browns last night? I'll tell you what. I Long time I, coming. It was a long, long time. I remember when they when they beat uh, New England, Bill Belichick was coaching the Browns right. my senior year in high school. He's getting I the just, Medal of Freedom this week from yeah, President Trump. Yeah. And, and, well, we'll talk about that in the second yeah. hour. Will he do it at the White House? But, you know, that, I remember that I because I just got back from Cleveland. I was touring uh, a college I was uh, going to go to, ended up going to. And uh, I remember uh, – Either when the Browns heydays, when uh, I was at the divisional playoff win over the Jets, the game before the drive, and that was a comfort behind when Bernie Kozar found Reggie Langhorn yes. in the back corner of the end zone. But it's a long time coming, 18 years. This is only their second win at Heinz Field. And, you know, I was 
I was confident that they'd play well. The the one worry I was I had was the guard going out, the three-time Pro Bowler Joel Batonio. That was a killer. Hopefully they get him back. But the guys that came in and in place d- did a very good job. Mayfield uh, played well, and they jumped on him early, and they just kept on coming. And uh, it was it was nice to see. It was a long time coming because the Steelers have given the Browns a, a good thumping over the years. I think, you know what, I think they can be, uh, be interesting to see what your buddy EJ, another Browns fan, has to say. I think they could be competitive at Kansas City. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think they, they can give Mahomes and company a run. Real quick, Dave, uh, Alabama-Ohio State National Championship delight tonight. What? Uh, who do you like? Alabama. <laughs> I mean, Devontae Smith it's is so good. You know, him and, and Najee Harris, I mean, that run Harris did over the defensive back for Notre Dame. Ohio State looked good against Clemson. I just don't think they can do it uh, two games in a row. And that offense is just something else for Alabama. The one one area they might have a you know a chance is, you know, Bama's defense sometimes is shaky, but they're, they're just too good offensively. I, I think Alabama wins this one by at least seven. Well, I hope you're right, sir. That's Dave Watson joining us. Uh, Dave, uh, again, thanks for coming in on show, short notice, but I really wanted to get John to talk about our good friend Johnny Bell and, of course, local sports, and uh, we'll get John here in the near future, sir. Always a pleasure coming on, and thanks for doing this uh it was a a very nice gesture by you to you know uh, donate some time of your show to talk about johnny and thanks for having me on it was i i don't have a show right now on the air so and when i do come on i'll do my own tribute for johnny but it was nice to come on here because i did i i'm not one to go on facebook and sure i'm old school do it with a microphone but uh thanks for doing this it was great listening to that interview Uh, a job well done and uh, as always i'm Always uh, fun to come on your show. Appreciate it, Dave. That's Dave Watson joining us on the game. We come back. We'll talk Detroit sports with Butch Davis from Butch on Sports coming up next on the game here on ESPN 1400. When it comes to you and your family's health, you want the best care possible. Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned HealthMart Pharmacy, is here to help. The caring and knowledgeable staff takes the time to get to know their customers, understand their needs, and help them on a path to better health. From prescription drugs to medical equipment and supplies, they are able to meet your needs. Arfstrom Pharmacy offers a prescription savings club plan. Save on over 300 prescription medications. Some as little as $4 for a 30-day supply or $10 for a 90-day supply. Club Members will also enjoy big savings on other generic brand drugs, too. With so many drugs covered by this plan, you could be paying a lot less for your prescription medications in the months ahead. Also, free delivery of prescription drugs within the city limits. And a prescription drug pickup service at the War Memorial Community Care Clinic, Kinchlow. Call us for details at 632-9661. Arfstrom Pharmacy and Arfstrom Medical Equipment and Supplies. A lifetime of service in the eastern UP at the corner of Ashman and Spruce Street in the heart of downtown Sioux, Michigan. Health Mart. Caring for you and about you boss has your back when the weather turns white in light of day and dark of night when winter shuts down work and schools come with resolve and powerful tools endure through every push salt and stack until your streets are back Black. Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, your boss dealer, just off exit 373, Rudyard, Michigan. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. I want to thank our good friend Dave Watson for joining us 
here on the show talking about our colleague and good friend John Bell's passing. Coming up at 7 o'clock, we'll have our roundtable. Myself will be joining us. Obviously, I'm behind the mic, as well as a very special guest on the roundtable, which we'll talk about here at 7 o'clock. And joining us right now, co-host of our show, The Game, and host of his own show, Butch on Sports, which you can find on the website, Simply Butch 2. That's T-O-O.Potomatic.com. You can also find Butch on Sports on our podcast site, TheGameSportsShow.com, and TheGameSportsShow.Podbean.com. Butch Davis joining us on this Monday night. Butch, how you doing, sir? Well, as blue as the skies are, I'm doing okay there. Well, that's good, uh, Butch. And, uh, well, let's talk about some Detroit sports in this segment. And uh, a team right now where the skies aren't very blue uh, is the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Pistons, another loss yesterday over the Utah Jazz as the Jazz defeated the Pistons 96-86. to The Pistons now 2-8, and dead last in the NBA. <sighs> Butch, I haven't seen a lot of good things with this Pistons team. I think Grant's doing okay, but uh, other than that, things aren't looking very good for the Pistons. Not very well at all here. What you look, I'm looking at basically is the leadership of the team, which is the uh, head coach, uh, uh, and how he's bringing along this rebuild that was not announced at the <laughs> beginning of the We've heard that term a lot, haven't we? Right. Yeah, we've heard it. Boy, ridiculously tremendous times here in the city of Detroit and beyond the state of Michigan. There, uh, this it's it's not good. It's I guess is the good part of it is that fans don't have to pay. Okay, to see you know the losing there or put their hard-earned dollars at work because they can't get in the arenas anyway. But again, the Pistons right now. <clears throat> you look at some of the young talent they have, um, possibility they'll be better. But again, as of this point right now, there's a lot of inconsistencies there. Uh, one is the turnover ratio is very bad. And others is, is, is that these kids are not, have not played together. Now, I guess the question reigns to me is what was you doing during uh, <laughs> you're camping all here where people are not used to one another here for the two weeks you had. And it doesn't look like uh, things are, are wrapped to a point where you have a contingent uh, uh, group that comes in at certain times during the game and whatnot there is is a lot of mixing and matching. And again, that's I can't understand what you do during the 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 pre the pre season before uh, the actual season get around where these players are not playing a little bit more uh showing a lot more cohesion there pistons idle tonight they will be hosting milwaukee on wednesday at seven o'clock you can hear that game right here on espn 1400 day or excuse me butch the detroit red wings will be starting their season thursday at home against carolina they had their red white scrimmage yesterday uh doesn't matter who won because nobody knows who are on the team but uh looking at the wings going into the start of the regular season butch uh what are your thoughts as far as where the teams add and what to expect as a Red Wings fan. Don't have any. I'm in the same boat as we're looking at the Pistons right now. Right. Although we look at 
with Steve Eisenman's second year in the reins there, we're looking at a lot better things, a little bit more cohesion than what we saw last year there. Uh, of course, you now have healthy bodies on the team there. How these bodies are going to be arranged, uh, uh, that is the big question there. Uh, Matha is back with the Red Wings and being injured all last year there. Um, you have some certain pieces of young kids coming from Europe. I'm quite sure they'll be on the team, although it has not been announced what the actual rosters are going to be. I'm kind of expecting that to happen on Tuesday afternoon uh, tomorrow that we'll actually get the rosters of the particular teams and uh, the carryovers as well as you don't know or all who do know there are going to be carryovers that the, the team can uh, actually have above and beyond the, the actual roster spots there so you can point and place them due to COVID uh, uh, prosperity uh, of <clears throat> not, know, not knowing who has what, when, why, and how there. So uh, it's a hard thing to kind of scramble up here on what's going on because you only get but so much information from the Red Wings at this time there and you, we don't get, you know, maybe some uh, I would say maybe looking at the um the particular uh red, white and blue game, it would be nice if they put it online or something of that nature, but again, I didn't get to see it at all. Red Wings again in action on Thursday against Carolina. You can hear that game over on our sister station, 1230 WSO, starting around 7 o'clock. Butch, uh, the Detroit Lions obviously weren't playing this weekend, but the search for a head coach and general manager continue. Uh, quite a few interviews that I've seen. Uh, anything new to report? Do you have any inside sources inside that wonderful Lions organization that's saying this is going to be the guy or girl that we choose. <laughs> I don't think the Lions know what they want to do. Here, <laughs> You're <know>? right. <laughs> I'm truly um, trying to be nice about that particular situation as well. But the one thing that we, uh, most of us see that this should not be a, what you call a total rebuild there. And the Lions have some talent there, the direction of how that talent was going and um, dealing on the field. That is the question there. And uh, we know that maybe these players, some majority of the players are doing great in the practices, but when it comes down to preparation for the game, it just was not there. Uh, they were behind the lines and, and then some. So, again, that's a squeaky situation. Um, hopefully the Lions take all the time that they need, you know, and then some to find the right person that will fit in with the players that they plan on keeping or, you know, receiving via trade or draft or whatever can gel a bunch of guys together to put up a better performances than what they have done Um in years past there. Detroit Tigers, Butch, a pretty quiet week as far as things that I saw. The only thing that I noticed in the news was a lawsuit by a disgruntled Los Angeles Angels staffer naming pitchers accusing them of doctoring baseballs. Uh, one of those pitchers, former Tigers ace Justin Verlander. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but what's up with the Detroit Tigers during this offseason? It's been pretty quiet. No thoughts on that at all. Uh, the disgruntlement is a lot of people that I know with the Tigers 
who are now hooked up with the angels. I have not been in contact with those individuals that come even closer who's actually putting in this particular sauce here, uh, you know, <laughs> on the Detroit Tigers. But again, very quiet. Uh, other than winter baseball is about ready to end. Uh, I think the big question is, is when actual spring training is going to start? Will it start at the traditional places in Florida, which I doubt very seriously. It will probably be in the home bases of a lot of these particular teams, uh, how they will get indoor facilities because a lot of the teams or many of the teams are in winter havens here that I'm quite sure you you're not going to feel comfortable practicing in 30-degree weather. Although no. it would be suitable for the Detroit Tigers because normally the the year starts with <laughs> That's the, <right. laughs> the temperature uh, 20 degrees or maybe snowing or something there. So it would be quite fitting because they seem to get a very ridiculously slow start in the season and it kind of roots, the, roots them to uh, – have an even worse season when the summer comes along there. So, again, very, very quiet information indeed uh, coming from the Detroit Tigers at this time there. Butch Davis joining us on the game. Butch, let's end this segment with high school sports. Uh, we saw a lot of football games over the weekend as the eight-player football is into their finals and the 11-player footballs into their semifinals. You also have high school volleyball starting tomorrow as they resume their season. You also have swimming and diving in the lower peninsula and then uh, assuming there's no more extensions on mandates from the uh, state and department of health and human services the winter sports season expected to start in a couple weeks so uh, here we go again uh, it's time to talk some high school sports and don't get ahead of yourself little man my friend here uh, because there's always something it's going to be a monkey ranch or something there the big thing right now is is Christmas and New Year's and how people fare out of that there. And more optimistic people talk about the shot that will basically uh, kind of help a lot of people, individuals there. That's not being distributed too well in the state of Michigan as per around in the country there. So a lot of testing is going to have to be done. Uh, in order for these particular sports to uh, to rules, and right now there's special rules with the state of Michigan that some of those players those players are going to be maybe tested at least twice a week in order to keep everything on the up and up. You know, as far as playing basketball, and I'm quite sure the football players are being tested uh, uh, rigorously uh, that twice a week uh, medium that the uh, state of Michigan has landed up for these particulars there. And also the current expenses that's going to be dealt with with a lot of these school systems that don't have nurses or doctors fully on staff to treat or deal with some of the athletes there. So right now football seems to go with no hitch at all. We got another week of semifinals to come along before the finals at Ford Field on the 22nd and the 23rd. Uh, surprise of a lot of teams uh, getting in there, but again, there's no surprise when it comes down to the, the, the top tier. I think the biggest surprise I saw was Oak Park's victory that they got in there. I think that's in Division Two, so 
that was a big surprise. River Rouge uh, got over the hump with uh, King, and that was kind of a exciting game as a field goal ended that particular game there. Something you don't expect in high school <laughs> to win a game, but a 25-yard field goal was the big key in that particular game at uh, Martin Luther King High School here in, uh, in Detroit there. So uh, the teams that you think would be there, uh, no one's been cheated. No surprises, I don't think, there. But hopefully uh, they get through the covert halfway decent where um, there is no hits, runs, or errors and uh, can uh, continue on this, this fight of football, high school football in January. We are all hoping for that indeed, Butch. We're going to take our top of the hour break. When Butch and I come back, we'll have our roundtable and a very special guest joining us on the roundtable. That's coming up next on The Game here on ESPN 1400. While our dining room is closed, the Wicked Sister is still open for delivery and carryout. You can still order any of our crave-worthy burgers and construction dip, but now you can also order any of our beer, wine, and signature cocktails to go. Call 906-259-1086 or visit our website, wickedsistersue.com to order. The Wicked's phone number again, 906-259-1086. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Buffalo Wild Wings wants to help you get through the work week. And Tuesdays and Thursdays might just be the worst days. That's why they've created Wing Tuesdays and Boneless Thursdays with a buy one, get one free offer. Let's crush this week together with Wing Tuesdays and Boneless Thursdays at the Sault Ste. Marie Buffalo Wild Wings. Let's get to the second half of the game here on ESPN 1400. WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie's sports leader. It's the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Now, here's Scott Nason. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you as we are continuing to be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports for our roundtable. And joining us, a special guest on the roundtable. You know his voice well around here. Host of The Drive on ESPN Blacksburg in Virginia. Paul Van Wagner joining us on the game. Paul, appreciate you coming on and how you doing, sir? I'm well, Scott. Thank you for having me on today. Uh, I am going to say I'm a little upset. No intro music for me. No applause. Uh, like, I mean, 
Scotty. I know. I'm, I'm working on it, Paul. And uh, we're, we're, we're going to talk some national sports coming up. But uh, you reached yeah. out to me today wanting to be on because uh, we are paying tribute to our yeah. our good friend, uh, colleague, and uh, radio legend in this area, John Bell, who passed away this weekend. And uh, earlier on the show, Paul, I had Dave Watson on, who also worked closely with John like you did. And you have lots yeah. of memories of John Bell. I know he was very very instrumental in your career. And so I wanted to, to give you the floor and just, just talk about John Bell, what he meant to radio in this area and just personal thoughts on him. Well, um, you know, first and foremost, uh, it's, uh, it's all John's fault that I'm in this industry. (laughs) Um, he, uh, and, and, and I, I can honestly say that I don't know that a day has gone by where in some way, shape or form, I haven't thanked him for that. Um, he, uh, so it's interesting. I'll, I'll kind of, I'll take the listeners here just on a quick little tour. Um, way back in about 2000 and, Oh gosh, nope, it wasn't 2000. It was like 1998. Um, I was working for a courier service and I happened to stop by the radio station, uh, and I, I ran into, uh, Brian Daisy from the Sioux Morning Crew and I had kind of just happenstance asked him if they were hiring because I was looking for a little bit of side cash. I was just looking to, to make a little bit of extra money. And uh, he he, he kind of chuckled and he said, you know, it's interesting that you came in and asked me that because I'm pretty sure John Bell is looking to hire somebody on Talk Radio 1400. And my first thought was, who in the world is John Bell and what in the heck is Talk Radio 1400? <laughs> um, and, uh, and so... Uh, uh, he he said, you know, I'll I'll have John get a hold of you. You know, this was back before cell phones and things of that nature. And uh, so I gave him my home number, and um, you know, I kind of waited around the house for the next couple of days. And and sure enough, the phone rings, and and I answer it, and you know, I'm greeted with, "Oh, is this Paul Van Wagner?" And uh, I was, and uh, you know, that was kind of the the beginning of the end, if you will, and. Uh, and I, again, I can't, I can't tell you how thankful I am that Brian Davey made that introduction and uh, John Bell kind of opened the door for me. I had no idea I wanted to, to work in radio. Um, what ended up happening was I ran the board for Dave Watson, actually, and, and John doing high school sports. And then uh, we picked up a, a deal with NASCAR and and we were doing we were doing NASCAR races. And this was back in the day before automation was really going the way it is now in radio. And, uh, and, and I was, I was tasked with running the board for all of these NASCAR races. And it was kind of one of those things that the longer I spent at the radio station, the more I was kind of really digging what I was doing. And, uh, you know, uh, John went to bat for me to get me into the radio station full time. And, and, you know, again, uh, I, I, I owe, I owe my career to him giving me that opportunity back in, the the mid 90s uh, mid to late 90s he was willing to take a chance on you know a mouthy kid out of college that had no idea what he wanted to do with life so 
I, I truly do appreciate him for that, Scott. Uh, yeah, Paul, uh, you know, John certainly left his uh, stamp in radio around here and working with him and, and knowing him like we both did. I didn't get a chance to work with him as much, but I, the final question I have for you before we get to our round table is if you had one favorite John Bell story that you can say on radio, I'm going to preface that keeping you under wraps, sir. What would that be? You know, I'm glad you asked because I've been thinking about this all day, and it <laughs> it happened at Van Setter's Field. Um, I was uh, after after doing you know the radio thing for a couple of years. Um, I had approached John and said, you know, I I want to do play by play. I I know sports. I think I can do play by play. I think I can be uh, you know of service. I know Dave is you know. Dave is spread pretty thin. You're spread pretty thin. So I, I, I want to help out. And, you know, John kind of, he kind of poo-pooed me when I, when I asked him about that, but I kept pestering him. And eventually what ended up happening was uh, John and Kevin Pomeroy uh, did Sioux High football back in the day. And uh, Kevin had a family engagement one Friday and couldn't do the game. So of course John comes to me and you know in in the way only John can he says to me he goes oh you're up <laughs> and and I uh, and and I was like all right here we go I, I'm in I I can do this so we're midway through the first half of the Sioux High football game um, and Sioux High scores a touchdown and John turns to me slaps me in the shoulder. <laughs> And kind of gives me the thumb, like, get out. And I'm looking at him like, what in the world is going on here? And he pulls his headset off, sets it down, and walks out of the press box. And I I, I couldn't figure out what in the world was going on. I, I, I'm looking around, and, and, and Sue High's getting ready to – we're coming back from commercial. Sue High's getting ready to kick an extra point, and – you know, music plays and the board op counts down and I I just kind of froze and I was like, well, I'm not sure where John is, but the Blue Devil's going to kick a field goal here or an extra point here and, uh, you know, snap is down, kick is up, it's good. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> and I took a commercial break. And again, I still had no clue what was going on. Well, John comes back into the press box almost perfect timing to the commercial break ending and uh, doesn't say anything to me, puts his headset back on, gives me the thumbs up and goes back to doing the game. So halftime rolls around and I turn to him. I'm like, Johnny, what the hell just happened? And he looks at me in the way only John can just deadpan. And he says, I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and, and I just kind of sat there and stared at him and he goes, I couldn't hold it. I, I shouldn't have ate the second hamburger. And and that, you know, I mean, anybody that knows John, there you go. That's, that's John Bell right there in a nutshell. He just let, left me in the press box, no idea what I was doing, no idea what was going on, 
because he had to go to the bathroom. And the rest is history, as we remember the life and times of Johnny Michael Bell. And I think this is the way that he would have wanted it, Paul, getting, uh, you know, we had Dave on and getting you on and just talking about the memories of his uh, of his long and storied broadcast mm-hmm. career. So I really appreciate you sharing uh, your thoughts on John Bell. Uh, let's get to the roundtable, gentlemen. Uh, Paul, uh, since you're our guest, Paul Van Wagner from ESPN Blacksburg, joining us on the game along with Butch Davis and myself. Uh, we'll give you the first topic. Butch will give you first crack at Paul's topic. So, Paul, what is on your mind tonight in the world of sports? Well, gentlemen, um, I think it's pretty safe to say that the world of sports tonight revolves around the college football championship, uh, a game where I will be actively, and Scott will love me for this, rooting for Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Um, Not so much because I love Alabama, but we all know how I feel about that school in Columbus. Butch, uh, Alabama, Ohio State, State tonight, your thoughts? <laughs> you know, I don't have a damn falling time here, you know, because I hate this thing anyway here. Playoffs? What playoffs? Playoffs? You got four teams in there, and all these teams participating in Division One playoffs? Come on. You know, I think it stinks really to have it here, but Ohio State, I don't like anyway here. You know, Paul, you know how. Oh, yeah. Gracious I am with some of the teams in the Big Ten here. Uh, we we met that way. Uh, but that is true. It, it, <laughs> I'm going to go for Alabama. You know, it's you know it's it's very hard to go against them. Okay, it's very hard. If Ohio State pull a steamer out of the out of their out of their game plan, there it'll be something different. Am I going to watch the game tonight? No. <laughs> I'm going to watch wrestling or something here. I'll, now, there you I'll go. stand back here, here and there and see it, because really and truly, like I said, until the NCAA Division One gets it together on how to do a playoff here, uh, and with, with, with so many teams that should be eligible for something like this, and they can get a package together there. If Division Two can do it, Division Three can do it. If high schools can do it, I'm quite sure the NCAA can do it too. There, I think it's a unjustly thing to a lot of fans in this country that there are more, not more participants in this particular hoopla, and we see the same old teams every year. It's like a I'm not going to say it because, uh, you know, it might insult the whole integrity of the crap anyway. But really and truly, uh, I'm going to go with Alabama. Butch, I 100% agree with your thoughts on the playoff. Uh, The NCAA football, you know, needs to change that and add more teams. I 100% agree with that. You know, obviously I have a vested interest being an Alabama fan. There's not many of us up here, but it's certainly a good team to root for considering all the other teams I root for stink currently at the moment but you know I I look at this game and you know this is a title drought for Alabama under Nick Saban they haven't won in three years now think about that for a moment he's been there a while Mm -hmm. and this Alabama team you know defensively 
maybe not the strongest they've been, but certainly offensively, this team is has looked and is looking very good. I have a hard time seeing Devontae Smith being shut down by Ohio State. I don't think they have the best cornerbacks and, and backfield that Alabama has seen. Uh, and, and Najee Harris, um, you know, he's certainly picked up his game running back for Alabama over the second half of the year. I think for Ohio State, they got to be able to run the ball and keep the offense of Alabama off the field. That's the only way they win. I mean, obviously, Trey Sermon has done very good as of late, and Ohio State did look good against Clemson. But I think Clemson and Alabama, a little different than maybe the past couple years when both those teams, I think, were pretty equal or Clemson was better in, in some cases. I just have a hard time seeing Ohio State winning this game. I don't think it's going to be a complete blowout, but I think Alabama wins comfortably. I'll say by 17 points. Roll Tide. Paul, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't think Ohio State was going to get to this point. I, you know, being down here in ACC country, uh, we're inundated with how great Dabo Sweeney and Clemson is, and, and a lot of us buy into that. Um, you know, Ohio State came out there uh, last weekend, or rather, I guess now it would have been uh, almost two weekends ago, and, and really just kind of punched uh, Clemson right in the mouth and Clemson didn't have an answer for it. Uh, I don't think Alabama rolls over quite that easy guys. Um, I do agree with Butch. I think that they need to expand the playoffs at least to eight teams. Um, you know, people say, well, you know, you got these kids playing extra games and all this and that and the other thing. But here's the thing. When you break it down, if you expand the playoffs to eight teams, there's only two teams that play an extra game and they're the two teams that play in the championship and they won't mind. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. Scott, you are 100% right. They, you know what? One extra game isn't the end of the world. Um, you know, most of these kids want to play football anyway, you know, so an opportunity to showcase what they can do and good Lord, maybe we could have actually got Oregon in the playoffs for once, but you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, for crying yeah. out loud. What can you say? <laughs> Do they deserve to be there? Probably not, but you know, no, just you just have yeah. to count. Gentlemen, let's let's take our first break here in hour two of the game. We come back. Uh, I will throw out a topic coming up next on the roundtable here on the game ESPN fourteen hundred. Go where the herd goes with the fast, durable Kubota Sidekick. Featuring a gas-powered engine that delivers a top speed of 40 miles per hour. Best-in-class acceleration and handling with cargo and the strength to haul what needs hauling. All backed by a two-year, 1,000-hour warranty. Herd cattle, men fences, and get every job done right with the Kubota Sidekick. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer and visit Skinner's of Pickford. Skinner's, your tractor source in the north. Go where the herd goes with the fast, durable Kubota Sidekick. Featuring a gas-powered engine that delivers a top speed of 40 miles per hour. Best-in-class acceleration and handling with cargo and the strength to haul what needs hauling. All backed by a two-year, 1,000-hour warranty. Herd cattle, men fences, and get every job done right with the Kubota Sidekick. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer and visit Skinner's at Pickford. Skinner's, your tractor source in the north. 
When you're looking to score a great pizza, make your play with your favorite hometown team at Guido's. Well known for their pizza, someone once said, You can't live on just pizza. Something they may not agree with at Guido's. You'll also love their pasta, salads, breads, and of course, their Guido Tizers. Make a power play and order online at guidospizzasu.com. And while you're there, look for their college student special coupon and save 15% on one regularly priced menu item. Guido's Pizza, 2673 Ashman. Call 906-635-0066. When you shop locally, you're helping the local economy. It's the same when you're a member of the credit union. We reinvest your money right here in town, so your investment becomes your neighbor's loan. You could say that around here, we know the neighborhood. Sue Co-op Credit Union, your credit union, federally insured by NCUA. Visit us online at suecoop.com. Everybody knows that H&R Block is the premier tax preparation group in the nation. But did you know that H&R Block offers year-round bookkeeping and business services that will help your small business cut costs, make profits, and streamline the business end of operations? From payroll and bookkeeping to expert tax prep and advice, see the friendly folks at H&R Block on I-75 Business Spur in the Michigan Sioux. Call 635-5970. Put H&R Block to work on your small business. You'll be glad you did. H&R Block, which is the Hockey Lakers success you can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com now let's get back to it with scott nason here on espn 1400 718 on the game espn 1400 scott nason with you we're continuing to be joined by special guests from espn blacksburg Paul Van Wagner, along with Butch Davis. And uh, gentlemen, it's my turn to throw out a topic to the round table. Butch, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, it was a wild, wild card weekend over the past couple days as we saw six NFL playoff games on various networks and platforms. And so, Butch, uh, just your overall thoughts on the games, the presentation, and just some of the things you took out of this weekend in the NFL. <laughs> Oh boy! It wasn't too many surprises. Uh, the the Los Angeles uh, Seattle game that was a Nick and Tuck game, but I didn't expect uh, Los Angeles with the offense to win. But uh, needless to say, their quarterback came off the bench and, and took care of business in that particular one. There, uh, Buffalo looked very very stunning in their victory there. Um, the Ravens, uh, Baltimore, they did the same. Uh, they looked very well. Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> EJ's still drunk. Uh, that, that was a joke here, you know. Really, twenty-eight to nothing after the first quarter was, you know, you kind of knew where that game was was headed to there, and and all the hoopla after the game again. Um, it, it was pretty doggone good. What really got to me was um, with the broadcasters on Freeform as well as Nickelodeon. Loved it. I think Nickelodeon and Freeform did football justice there because they played with uh, the notion that this is a learning experience and with Freeform more or less kind of catered to the teenagers and the younger adults and their broadcasts and how they did it. Nickelodeon went back to the old well and did it the way kids uh, uh, would would learn from it there and they did. I think of all the broadcasters out there, Nickelodeon did the best job in town. Their broadcasting was superior. Their graphics was 
was great. Their education on the game for kids or adults who didn't know what was going on was absolutely superior there. And in my hat's off, go to Nick Lolium and how they did that football game. Yeah, I thought they did an awesome job. And just to see the green slime in the end zone when they scored, yeah. I thought was a nice touch and the, and the SpongeBob and everything else. Uh, Paul, uh, we talk about it on your show, The Drive, on Thursdays about NFL football. And uh, well, four mm-hmm. and two in my predictions this weekend. Uh, just your overall thoughts as far as uh, what you saw in these six games. You know, uh, I, 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 nothing really surprised me in these games, um, other than, you know, Butch touched on it a little bit here, other than the fact that Seattle didn't really show up. Um, on Friday, I had made the kind of bold prediction and I got ridiculed for it that the Browns would win huh. against Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know what happened there, but when the football team from Washington, uh, played Pittsburgh, they broke Pittsburgh. I'm not sure how or why, but, uh, Pittsburgh was not the same since then. And, and so, you know, the Browns winning, uh, it gives me hope as a Lions fan that maybe possibly in the next, you know, two decades, uh, maybe possibly the Lions can win a playoff game. <laughs> We've seen one in our lifetime. So, you know, um, two would be, would be, you know, just wonderful. Um, I thought, you know, Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does. He went out there and just proved even more that he is the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, and, you know, as far as the games were concerned, I, I loved the fact that for the most part, they were all competitive. I mean, Buffalo and Indy was a field goal game. Even Seattle LA was only a 10 point contest. Uh, Washington kept it close, uh, Baltimore, Tennessee, a close game. Now Chicago had no business being in the playoffs in my opinion. So the fact that new Orleans kind of routed them was fine. But even that Pittsburgh Cleveland game, Butch touched on the fact that it was 28, nothing at the beginning, Pittsburgh kept fighting in that game. I mean, they only lost by 11 points in a, in a, and I know that some people will say, well, 11 points is a pretty big number, but you know, when you're down by 28, 11 is not that bad. Um, so, you know, all of the games were competitive. I'm very much looking forward to the next round, the divisional round, um, coming up this weekend. I think that that's going to have some really good games in it also, but, uh, yeah, all in all, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did as well, Paul. And I like what Butch said about the Nickelodeon broadcast. I watched yeah. uh, most of the broadcast on there and thought it was just an, just a great thing to do. And, and I think more leagues may be taking note of that and possibly doing it. And certainly I think it would be well worth it for those leagues to do because, Hey, you're always looking for new eyes to come to mm-hmm. your product. And certainly that didn't hurt their cause. And so looking at the division round of matchups coming up uh, on Saturday at 430 at Lambeau Field, it'll be the Green Bay Packers taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I guess that one was kind of my coin flip game, the Rams and Seahawks, uh, you know, with Jared Goff's status, we weren't sure. And then he didn't start and then Wofford gets hurt and Goff came in. But it's that defense, I think, that's really doing it for the Rams. Um, You know, Rams have some injuries. Uh, We saw Cooper Cup get injured. Uh, Aaron Donald got banged up. And so certainly you would expect Green Bay to be the favorite in that one, but maybe they're a little rusty after not playing in a couple weeks. But I, I think the Packers wouldn't be too upset to see that's the team that they're playing this weekend. Uh, the other game on Saturday in the AFC, Buffalo against Baltimore. Uh, you both touched on uh, Buffalo, you know, it, 
Josh Allen. I mean, this is a guy last year that struggled, and you look at what that team has done. Uh, is it too soon for the Bills? Are they ready to make that next jump? This is going to be a tough matchup, I think, for them. Uh, Baltimore certainly got the um, the playoff monkey off of Lamar Jackson's back in that mm-hmm. win. They were able to shut down Derrick Henry. Not going to have to worry as much, I think, this weekend against uh, the rush for Buffalo. That's not a big part of their game, but Josh Allen can run, and so I think that one's going to be very competitive. And Lamar Jackson, he's always that X factor when he busts one of those big runs like we saw at Tennessee. And then the Sunday games, uh, Cleveland at Kansas City. Uh, E.J. Russell, who normally is on the slot, he texted me this morning. He's like, I can't do it. I got Ohio State tonight. The Browns just won. I said, hey, no problem. Uh, you know, So he's doing about a 48-hour uh, binge, I think, probably, mm-hmm. with a few cocktails. But the Cleveland Browns will be at Kansas City. Obviously, Cleveland, you talk about getting a playoff monkey off your back. They did that. Certainly, Pittsburgh helped them out. But, you know, this Cleveland team, you know, can they hang with Kansas City? Absolutely. I mean, this is a team, and you look at Baker Mayfield and his development this year, but with Kansas City, they got to run the ball, and they got to not have Mayfield make that mistake. They're certainly going up against the prohibitive favorite in the AFC and the Kansas City Chiefs. And then the final game on Sunday will be Tampa Bay at the New Orleans Saints. I don't think anybody was surprised that the Buccaneers won that game at Washington. I don't think anybody was surprised that the Saints won at home against Chicago. You got Brady against Breeze again. This uh, round three of this matchup certainly going to be a a very interesting game. Uh, I I really don't know uh, where this one goes. Uh, You know, Tampa Bay, I still don't think has played to their full potential unless they play a team like the Detroit Lions. So, gentlemen, certainly some some uh, interesting games coming up this weekend. And I will say that the divisional round of the playoffs this upcoming weekend is one of my favorite uh, weekends in all of sports. It kind of goes along with March Madness for me. This is where you have four teams, eight teams, rather four games. And this is where the rubber meets the road. Yeah, these are, these are the four games, Scott. There's no, there's no bad games, right? You don't have, you, you mentioned the Lions. You don't have the Lions playing the Vikings this weekend that you have to worry about. These teams all deserve to be here and have all earned this spot. Now I do have something here for you, Scott, and I know you got a lot of Green Bay Packer fans, uh, out, out there in Sault Ste. Marie. Um, let me let me throw this out to the Packer fans. Uh, as you all know, Aaron Rodgers led the NFL in touchdown passes this year with 48. Scott, do you know the last quarterback to lead the NFL in touchdown passes that won a Super Bowl? Oof, that's a good question. Butch, any thoughts? Not one. I'm still thinking about bringing back Peter Park. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll just take a wild stab and say Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning in 2013 had 55 touchdown passes. He did not win the (sighs) Super Bowl. Scott, the last one, 1999, Kurt Warner with 41. So here's the deal, Packer fans. It's going to run through Aaron Rodgers, but historically, Peyton Manning, Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning again, Dan Marino back in 84, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, uh, these guys, even Matt Stafford in 2011, 
None of these guys won a Super Bowl the year they led the league in passing touchdowns. Good stuff, Paul and Butch. We're going to take a break here on the game. We come back. Butch Davis is going to throw out his topic on the roundtable, all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. Is it time to install new windows, doors, or paneling? Perhaps you're finally going to build that new deck or addition you've been talking about, or repair the roof. Stop at Sue Builder Supply. You'll find helpful advice and quality materials that will make every job easier. Whether you're ready to paint, insulate, install new windows, or kitchen cabinets, the team at Sue Builder Supply will make the task less daunting by coaching you with great how-to tips. When there's a building or remodeling project in store, make your first stop Sue Builder Supply. You'll receive the best building materials and hardware and great project advice every time. Sue Builder Supply, helping you make your building and remodeling projects a reality. On Johnston by the Bridge in Sioux, Michigan. Quick as a wink, Christmas is over and the after Christmas sale is on at Das Gift House. Save 50% off most Christmas decorations, night lights, snow globes, silver angels, solar garden items, lion's football, selected Wonder Woman and Batman travel mugs, and winter scarves. Save 25% off gym shore snowmen and angels, and save 25% off all Minnetonka moccasins, slippers, and leather wallets and purses. Like sales? Get the Das Gifthouse Shopper Rewards card and save all year. Assorted religious items and first communion gifts are 25 to 50% off. The After Christmas Sale, now in progress at Das Gift House. Open 9.30 a.m. until 6.01 p.m. seven days a week. Close New Year's Day. Das Gift House in the Sioux at the corner of West Portage Avenue and Osborne Boulevard across from the Sioux Locks. Visit our sister store, Shirts and Things, right next door for great sales as well. Visit Das Gift House online and follow on Facebook. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. We're continued to be joined by Butch Davis and special guest Paul Van Wagner for our roundtable. Now, if you want to hear the full two-hour show of the game, all you have to do is go to the website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. We'll be putting out tonight's episode around 8.30, including our tribute to our good friend and colleague, the late Johnny Michael Bell. Butch Davis, it is time for your turn on the roundtable to throw out a topic. Paul, I'll give you first crack at Butch's topic. So, Butch Davis, what's on your mind tonight in the world of sports, sir? Oh, boy. With a Monday night, not too much going on here. I'm reading a lot of stuff in there and just not doing me a bit of good. Um, the NBA, uh, are you surprised of the covert um, uh, events as has happened? Uh, they did everything uh, before uh, the last season in a bubble, and now they're not in a bubble, and uh, they seem to be catching it here. Uh, Philadelphia with nine players, and they also getting fined by not having uh, Simmons on that particular list. Uh, uh, Harden and he going through his thing here and the nightclubs and the strip joints here. Uh, what do you guys think here? Paul, we'll go to you first. 
Well, you know, I mean, I think that uh, the biggest thing is you got to stay out of the strip clubs, right? I mean, that's the that's the <laughs> secret right there. It's uh, apparently that's where COVID uh, comes from. I, I thought it came from China originally, but apparently it comes from the strip clubs. Um, you know, here's the thing: it the the issue that you run into with this is that there's really no getting away from it, right? You know, and and if you put the players in a bubble like they did for the playoffs uh, back in the summer, you can you can avoid it. But you know, when you leave these guys out to kind of do their own thing, they're they're gonna make mistakes, and it's not that they're doing it in an egregious way or anything like that. It's just you know you're talking about twenty five year old millionaires like it's you know the last thing they want to do i'm 45 years old man the only thing i want to do is put on a pair of basketball shorts and you know watch wrestling tonight like these guys (laughs) want to go out they want to go to the club they want to hang out with their friends they you know i mean they they you know 99.8 percent survival rate so they aren't too scared about it but you know there are ramifications for every decision that they make and you know some of those ramifications are that now you don't get to play I mean, we saw it in the NFL. Kevin Stefanski, the coach for the Browns, had to sit and watch the game in his basement last night with the Browns playing against the Steelers because he got COVID-19. I'm sure he wasn't out at the strip club. It just, it happens. Like, I mean, you know, you go into the grocery store and you run into somebody and you end up with COVID. So um, it, it, it's, it's going to be an issue all season long. The, the problem I think that you run into more so with the NBA is just that you're talking about a 15-person team, right? So, like, in the NFL, if, you know, two defensive backs get COVID, you just grab two guys off the practice squad and you're good. You roll. In the NBA, I mean, you know, let's take the Lakers, for example. If LeBron James and Anthony Davis both get COVID, that drastically changes what that team looks like, right? Like, I mean, so, and the NBA is such a star driven league that it just, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, they're going to have to be flexible with this. That's the biggest thing. You know, you can't, they, they want to be tough on these guys, but I think, you know, you almost kind of have to just say, all right, well, we'll, we'll reschedule these games or maybe we just won't play them and we'll do what major league baseball did and say team with the best winning percentage plays on. Yeah, Paul, I agree. Uh, this is just the reality of, of the world that we're living in right now. You look at the NBA, they had a game on Saturday, postponed Miami and Boston, uh, Last night, New Orleans and Dallas. You also have a couple games already postponed this week. Uh, Chicago's yep. game has been postponed, but y- you've seen it at pretty much at all levels in every sport. It's it's the reality of the world we live live in. And you know, there's been a lot of things in the news this week. But what's kind of taken the back pages, if you will, is that we're still seeing a lot of cases and way too many deaths. A uh, couple times last week, there were four thousand people in this country that died because of COVID-19 and it, it's a, it's a reality of life right now. And unfortunately these uh, leagues and organizations are going to have to navigate through this pandemic. Uh, the, you know, the NHL starts this week. I know, you know, they're, they're talking about losses in the billions as far as uh, revenue with not having fans and, and playing less games. And so unfortunately it's, it's a sad reality of where we are right now. Um, you know, the good news is, you know, the vaccine is out. The bad news is it's hard to get distributed right now to the people that need it. So I think we're going to see this for a while, guys, as far as 
these professional leagues having to, uh, you know, cancel games and quarantine people, you know, obviously you shouldn't be going to a strip club during a pandemic, but you know, there are people that are, I know that, you know, unfortunately, you know, there are many that still don't wear masks uh, when they should, in my opinion. And it's just, you know, we're in a pandemic. This is a very uh, contagious uh, disease. And while most people survive, We've lost over 375,000 people in this country in less than a year. Think about that for a moment. That is a sad commentary. And so in order to play sports, we're going to need to uh, do more testing. People are going to have to uh, be a little more cautious or a lot more cautious in some sake. So, Butch, uh, great question. Uh, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> I got some. <clears throat> Powerful messages. Uh, breaking news here: WWE champion Drew McIntyre has tested positive Ugh. for coronavirus. There, yep. And uh, yep. Raw fans, you ain't gonna see him for a while. Nope. Uh, <laughs> no Randy Orton match tonight here. So I just want to get that off out of the way here. You know, being that uh, I'm in my shorts right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rub it in, boys. Rub it in. Uh, I had to, got to have a stretch here somewhere down the line in the show. Uh, it is hard for me to gauge on this there that, you know, that you got so much, so many rich young men and women uh, who are involved with the uh, National Basketball Association uh, and the lack of maturity that they have uh, or privacy that is breached because of what they do and how they do it. Uh, you figure when you have a lot of money, life will be easier. But again, when you have a lot of money, a lot of little uh, pleasures are <laughs> uh, uh, going down the wayside here. So basically right now it's bad. I looked at the Philadelphia situation where, Again, they got fined because they didn't add a player to that covert list that should have been on there, and that was uh, Simmons of of their particular team. There. And then, of course, the uh, New Orleans game, and um, <clears throat> I forget the other team that's involved in it. There. I think Dallas. Uh, you guys remind me of that tonight. Uh, that particular thing happened. Uh, if I click my little switch here and. I'll see it. Yeah, New New Orleans and Dallas, Butch, yep. Okay, very good. They're not happening. And we're going to see a lot more. Uh, National Hockey League hasn't even got started yet here, and I'm expecting things to happen there all because they're not using a bubble there. Was the bubble a very good advantage? Yes, it was, because you violated that bubble. It it didn't actually cost the team, but it cost you as well there, you know. But it, and it was control, so uh, it, it is very difficult for me to gauge this throughout the season there. But I think there's a lot more is going to happen. Uh, from my knowledge, the athletes are going to probably be the last of the people who get uh, a shot for coronavirus or protection there. As uh, we're right now, we're looking at teachers and and in many countries, except for Florida, you can get a lawn chair and stand in line for four to five days before you reach the, the point where you get a shot there, you know, and it's not being done in many states, but it's done there. It's just bad here. So I guess 
it's got to be a lot more education involved with the National Basketball Association on how the players have to conduct themselves. And it's got to be a lot more monitoring with their particular teams in general, um, how they how they run them and what they have been doing in order to make sure that uh, the player's best interest is in the team that's paying them. You know, you don't know what to say, but it was very curious to get the answer from you guys on and what you thought of the particular situation there. Just, I guess, stay out of the strip club. I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's the motto of the night. <laughs> stay out of the strip clubs. We continue on the roundtable with Butch Davis and Paul Van Wagner. Paul, I'm going to go to you next for this topic. Uh, involves the University of Michigan. This is kind of a two-pronged topic. First of all, the football team and the uh, athletic uh, department has reached an extension for their Fantastic, in my opinion, head coach Jim Harbaugh through the year 2025. I want your thoughts on that. And secondly, I think probably the most uh, nobody's talking about this Michigan basketball team ranked number five and seven this week undefeated. Juwan Howard is doing, in my opinion, an amazing job with that program. And that's not sarcastic. That statement. The first one was uh, just your thoughts on uh, those two questions. And we'll go to Butch. All right, so here's the deal. Okay, so I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the the quick and dirty on Jim Harbaugh. There are 128 Division One college football teams in the nation. 115 of them would love to have a coach that has the record that Jim Harbaugh does. Um, he he. Yes, can't beat Ohio State, but nobody can beat Ohio State. Hell, Clemson couldn't beat Ohio State. Um, you know what I'll say is simply this. He wins eight, nine, ten games a year. He puts the team in New Year's Six Bowl games. Revenue continues to stream into the university because of the football program. Um, I think where he needs to concentrate his approach is he needs to beat Penn State. He needs to beat Wisconsin. And he needs to beat East Lansing Community College on a regular basis. And until he does that... Um, that's the issue that I have. Again, ain't nobody beating Clem, uh, beating Ohio State. Hell, Alabama might struggle with them tonight. Um, and as far as Jawan Howard is going, Scott, you talk about a guy that's ahead of schedule, man. Um, here's the thing. All of you Michigan basketball haters out there, Jawan Howard has the number one recruiting class in 2021 coming into Michigan. So they're good right now. They're going to get better. Um, so buckle up because if you don't like Michigan basketball, I feel bad for you because you're going to be hearing and seeing a lot about Michigan basketball in the near future. The beauty of Juwan Howard, Scott, is he has the name recognition. He has the, he has the pedigree of being an, an NBA player for many years, and he's got the Fab Five behind him. Um, I know that you and, and critics like yourself will say, well, the Fab Five never existed. They did. It just the NCAA sucks. Um, and, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, man, shout out to Juwan Howard for what he's doing at Michigan right now. What a great choice for Coach. Yeah, I said it at the time. That was a fantastic choice for that program. Butch Davis, uh, your thoughts on the Harbaugh extension and Michigan basketball undefeated? For Michigan, it's a good thing here because, again, they have a name brand coach uh, that's not leaving uh, you know, for the pro ranks there as uh, right. with 
somewhat predicted there. I, you know, I didn't see it, but you know, others did. Um, you know, he, he's a very successful coach. He's very mindful of it. I think the Harbaugh's biggest problem right now, in, in my in my opinion, is is that he needs to make some adjustments with his coaching staff. There, I don't mm-hmm. think they're all on the same page when it comes down. At least this year, they were not when it came down to dealing with uh, with the teams that they have to play there. Um, this guy's religiously what he needs to do because he's in this one uh, particular division. So you you need to concentrate on that before you even look at Ohio State. But again, Michigan didn't have that this year. Maybe it's because of the climate of what was going on that just things just got so wacky, and it has been wacky up at the University of Michigan as far as not only the students per se, but the student athletes in general there. Um but I think that's a good coach to keep him there. As far as Jawan Howard's concerned, uh, my buddy, my pal, you know, and, you know, and close, I'm always close to them because uh, uh, players like Jalen Rose and some Southwestern prospectors who was on that Michigan team, uh, really, I have a very good, uh, you know, liking with them there. Uh, just kept. Just things real. Jawan, I like him because he's a real individual. He's a no-nonsense guy if you know him, okay? If you're a bully, you hate his guts, okay? Because he's not going to take but two seconds of your crap before he throw you out in the street or, or, or throw you out, out of the strip club. I don't know. <laughs> I just, we, oh. <laughs> again. Uh, he's not going to have it. You're not going to ruin his evening. And he's that. that's the kind of person he is. But if you conduct yourself... Willing to learn, willing to make adjustments, willing to make sacrifices. Jawan Howard is one of the best people you ever want to meet. He will help you if, if it takes all night to get it done there. He is not a person who is lost with patience. He has a lot of that in general there. So, and again, it's, it's a shame because Pittsburgh Steelers won the 11 in a row, and guess what happened to them? You know, you know, I, you know, and I think a lot of people are expecting that to happen to Michigan, which, you know, in this case, I hope it doesn't happen to Michigan there. I hope Michigan continues to do what they're doing is it's put uh, fear in the, these other teams in the Big Ten where uh, eventually uh, when this particular bubble they go into for the championship or ratifications, they're in there like uh, – like there's nothing happening there, and they win the whole doggone thing like the Michigan team team did in uh, '89. Uh, no one thought they would do anything either, but Terry Mills right. and them, you know, saw better. So it, to me, it's a good thing. You know, sometimes silence is golden, and in this case, Michigan don't have that pressure on them to have to do this and that every single week because they have to worry about who's looking at them. No one's paying attention to them anyway, and they're still doing the rear end kicking that they're doing right now. So hip hip hooray for Michigan on the, on that accord. There, uh, they got a double down situation. Hopefully, they get their football situation straightened out because they got some coaches right now that don't need to be there. Yeah, you guys both hit on points on Juwan Howard that I was going to make. Uh, Paul, you said it best. Well, you know, this team's—he's way ahead of schedule. This team uh, future yeah. looks very bright. And and Butch, knowing Juwan Howard, uh, you know, not knowing him like I do, he just seems like a just a good guy. You know, he just—he was always my favorite of the five Fab Five. All jokes aside, Paul, uh, in, involving. 
banners and such. You know, I always thought his he had just just he's a good guy. He's a good guy to have ahead of the program. You know, he wears his heart on his sleeve, and and I think Michigan basketball this year and in the future looks very good. Uh, as far as Jim Harbaugh, obviously as a Michigan State fan, uh, beating him three times in his six years, that certainly gives me hope for the future. But you know, he still does have an overall good record, but he's got to find a way to beat Ohio State and start putting some banners up at Michigan State. Do they even have banners at Michigan Stadium? I don't think so. They haven't won since Harbaugh has been there. We're going to take a break here on the game. We come back, we'll have time for one more topic, and then we'll get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week, all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, ESPN 1400. For Neely's Hyundai, proving why they are the ones to trust for your next vehicle. Bringing home three best of the EUP awards. Winning the best service department, best used cars, and best salesperson with Sally Van Leuven. If you are thinking of getting a new or used vehicle, stop up and see the trusted staff of For Neely's Hyundai today at 2988 Ashman Street, where all social distancing and safety precautions are being observed. Or shop from the safety of your home by going to their website. And in four easy steps, you can purchase your next vehicle from For Neely's Hyundai. Just go to Hyundai.com. That's Hyundai.com. Fernelius Hyundai, earning the trust of the EUP one sale at a time. If you're looking for friendly, competent, caring insurance service for your home, auto, business, or farm in the eastern Upper Peninsula, see the folks at Don Wilson Insurance at 110 Dawson Street in the Sioux today. Don Wilson Insurance has worked with Fremont Insurance of Michigan for the past 20 years, and Fremont's been providing the finest coverage in the state of Michigan since 1876. For competitive rates on all your insurables, see the friendly staff at Don Wilson Insurance and Fremont, serving the EUP since 1999. Don Wilson Insurance and Fremont, big fans of Lake Superior State University and the Lakers. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 750 on the game, ESPN at 1400. Scott Nason with you. We're continuing to be joined by co-host Butch Davis from Butch on Sports and special guest Paul Van Paul Van Wagner from ESPN Blacksburg. Uh, gentlemen, we got about a little less than 10 minutes to go on the show. Uh, Paul, we'll go to you first for the final topic, and then we'll get our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. So, Paul, the floor is yours. Well, Scott, I, I will say this, that I am, as a Lions fan, extremely confused um maybe this is a good thing i don't know but the lions seem to be interviewing everyone that at one time or another wore a tie in the nfl um (laughs) for their general manager position you know um in in the past they've always kind of had their eye on the person that they wanted and and they've kind of jumped at it it seems like now they're doing their due diligence. In fact, today they uh, they interviewed the Colts assistant GM, Ed Dodds, um, for the general manager position in Detroit. I don't know how any of this is going. Maybe Butch has some inside information. They interviewed the Saints VP, Jeff Ireland, uh, the other day. Um, so, you know, hopefully this works out for the Lions, but they got to find some stability in that front office. Butch, uh, the floor is yours. I know you got a lot to say about this one. Yeah, and you know, and, and Paul, if I, you know me very well here. I like loyalty here. I don't care where you come from. Let's be loyal and whatnot there. And one of yeah. the days I, I mentioned 
in in considerable what the Detroit Lions is. They ha- they got to find someone in Detroit or who has been affiliated with the Lions before to be a general manager. Going outside the bed will never get it done. They did it with Matt Millen. He ruined a very good thing. We had uh, Mola mm-hmm. here, Gary Mola, okay, who missed the playoffs after Ross went to the nut house, okay, in Oregon. That you know. That, that just ruined the team, just blew it away here. Then you had the other, uh, you know, we've had general managers who have not had affiliations with the Detroit Lions. There's Dexter mm-hmm. Bussey. There's uh, Tom Korkowski is another one who's been with the Lions. Chris Spielman would be an excellent choice for a general manager, although he don't want it. So it brings right. Rick Spielman into play. And why have you... <laughs> To tickle his finger there and get in the general manager situation, who is somewhat associated with the Lions. The Lions got just too many players or personnel. Herman Moore is another one. There's another example who is very close with the Detroit Lions. Lomas Brown is another one there. Uh, it's not always necessary that you got to be um, a great um Executive, as per uh, the Cleveland tight end who went in and been a general manager, who went to Baltimore and been a general manager, yeah. who has been outstanding here. He had no mm-hmm. experience as an executive, but again, he had his experience where he knew players. And right now, we're going to get someone, number one, who loved Detroit, who understand the, the prosperous of the Detroit Lions who understand the culture and knowing that there's people who've been on this on this earth for 65 years, <laughs> I've been on it, you know, close to that there, that basically has never seen a championship, or never right. seen a Super Bowl. And, 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 and it's got a sting. I mean, Ford may be good for selling cars, but they sure haven't done a very good job when it comes down to dealing with a football team. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree, Butch. And like you said, somebody local, I think, certainly would be a good idea for a franchise that they just lack an identity. They lack just having that franchise. You look at the drafts and the draft picks that they've had, and then you see a team like Pittsburgh where they get these guys that are, you know, they get these running or wide receivers in the second and third round, and we're picking tight ends and cornerbacks in the first round. It just they they need they need some identity. They need just a way to get that franchise rolling because, you know, the, the, I always say my sports show would be a, a lot uh, less entertaining if the Lions were good. Well, guess what? I hope if it comes to that point where the Lions actually are good because they are one of the worst franchises in all of sports. I would argue that they are the worst franchise in all of here, sports here. with the way not only that the organization is run, but just the, the difficult uh, landmines that they um, put out for uh, individuals like Butch and myself that are trying to, you know, cover the team and get more access. So Paul, I guess in a nutshell, I just hope that they get somebody and they come in there and they give the lions an identity because they certainly have an identity right now. And that's a bunch of losers. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, I, I agree. Gentlemen, let's get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week before we get to you two and talk about your shows and what's coming up. So we'll go to you, Paul. Paul Van Wagner from ESPN Blacksburg. Your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. Uh, okay, so my thumbs up is going to be to uh, the NFL for a great weekend of uh, of football. 
You know, I was a little skeptical when they expanded the playoffs to seven teams in each conference. I, uh, I can officially say that I've, I've changed on that. I am all about it. So thumbs up to the NFL for, for putting on, uh, just a great, a great program. Uh, my thumbs down, and this one is going to be a little bit weird. My thumbs down is to the transfer portal. Uh, for those that follow college football, uh, you know that the transfer portal, basically, if, uh, if I show up at, uh, at school and I don't like what's going on, there's no loyalty. I'm just going to go ahead and jump into the transfer portal and I'm out of here as quick as I came in. Uh, the lack of loyalty in the game of college football is frustrating to me, especially as a fan of college football. I have no idea who the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers are going to be from year to year, and that wasn't the case back in the day, and I miss it. Um, so thumbs down to the transfer portal, even though uh, a couple of players that I really like have come out of the transfer portal for my teams. Well said, sir. Uh, Butch Davis, your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. Oh, boy, thumbs down goes to... Uh, it's... it's Right now, it's not having any words on what the National Hockey League is going to actually really do. We know the dates they're supposed to start. We know what time is going to start there. But the rosters and everything, getting those all out there, it's been really, really slow. And I kind of expected things to be hopping today or, or maybe late Sunday evening there, but it hasn't happened. So we'll look at Tuesday as the date that the rosters will come out there. It's kind of slow to get yourself together and then also get a hold of the clubs uh, basically you know how are we going to cover these particular players because that's been very inconsistent uh my thumbs up is going to go to nickelodeon and how they did that football game yesterday there that was most refreshing and if the national uh national football league has any brains any brains at all they would do something like that more often there uh, the knowledge that they gave that football uh game yesterday for people who don't know want to deal with football 101 or football 001 hey they were you they were top villains they did it with style they did it with class uh they did it for everybody from a child to an old man who didn't know anything about it they they caught your interest in some of the things they did it, it was wonderfully done there and then the national football league needs to be a lot more innovative when it comes down to things like that yeah butch uh, for time's sake i'll just do a thumbs up it's exactly to nickelodeon and their broadcast here's a couple quotes from uh nate burleson who was one of the announcers talking about drew Brees' uh style he said he's the kid at recess who never misses at dodgeball i thought that one was good uh when there is a flag burleson said when a flag is on the ground somebody messed up and uh uh, talking about a trick play, the trick play is the closest the NFL has to a prank. I thought that was pretty good, and uh, and and thumbs up to our uh, uh, late colleague Johnny Michael Bell passing away yeah. over the weekend. Uh, we miss you, and uh, certainly our thoughts and prayers are with you and your entire family. Uh, real quick, Paul, thirty seconds. Where can listeners hear more of you and your show, The Drive? ESPNBlacksburg.com. We have an app. Go to your app store, your Google Play store, search for ESPN Blacksburg. We're very easy to find four to six Monday through Friday. And Check uh, it out. Yeah, Butch, you got a show coming up on Wednesday on Butch on Sports, which you can find on our website. Uh, real quick, what's up for that show? 
Who knows? Uh, we'll probably deal, right? We'll probably, yeah, we'll probably deal with the the, the actual uh, high school stuff there that's going to be taking place this week, which is a lot there. The semifinals in football, along with swimming and diving, and a whole lot of other stuff there. And we'll get a better wage on the National Hockey League, which will start their league on Wednesday. Butch and Paul, really appreciate you both being on the show, and uh, certainly look forward to talking to you more in the future and next week on the game. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's show. For all our guests, including Paul Van Wagner and Butch Davis, along with David Watson, my name is Scott Nason. We will talk to you next Monday night for our next edition of the game here on ESPN 1400. Roll Tide Roll. Thanks for listening to the game here on ESPN 1400, WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie's sports leader. Check us out next Monday at 6 for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You can hear the podcast of the show and other broadcasts at thegamesportshow.com.